Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Rebecca. We're not from Memphis, but we love it. Welcome to Memphis Type History, the podcast. Welcome to Memphis Type History, the podcast. Whether you're an Elvis fan or not, or whether you visited Graceland or not, there is no doubt that you would be entertained by the Elvis movie summaries given by today's guests, Savannah Faircloth and Sheena Barnett, on their podcast episode series called Starring Elvis, which you can find at graceland.com slash connect slash podcast dot ASPX. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're also on Spotify and iTunes and all of that good stuff too. And Podbean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Podbean. I just thought, I felt like I should give the like initial source because it came from Graceland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But more easily, yes, you can find those at Spotify, Podbean or iTunes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So thank you. Um, we've asked them to join us today to talk a little bit about what their podcast is about and share their thoughts about Elvis's film career. Welcome, Sheena and Savannah. Thank you. Thanks. We're excited to be here. Super. Well, I'm excited to have you. I learned about you guys because of Twitter. And <laughs> as you may or may not know, I am an Elvis fan. So okay. we've got three Elvis fans in the room right here. Well, this is awesome. good. Yes. <laughs> so to start us off, I'd like to know what... Kind of is your the overview of your roles at Graceland. Okay. Well, go ahead, Sheena. Okay. Um, I'm Sheena, so y'all can tell voices apart. Um, <laughs> uh, technically, my job is um, web content specialist, but that probably goes over your head like it goes over mine. <laughs> Basically, I do all of the online work for Graceland, whether it is running the website, writing news articles, writing the blog uh, posts for the Graceland blog. Um, I do all the social media. I'm on Elvis Radio, a bunch of things like that, and now the starring Elvis Presley podcast. Right. And my name is Savannah Faircloth, and I basically have nothing to do with podcast. I just got kind of um, gracefully thrown into it by (laughs) Sheena, and I'm super excited to be a part of it. But uh, my role actually is not in the marketing department. I'm in the special events department. So I plan and coordinate weddings and events at Graceland. And yes, you can get married um, at Graceland if you'd like to. And um, when one of our marketing friend and coworkers left, Sheena asked me to come on board with her since I am an Elves fan and have a communications background as well. So um, now we're podcasting. Cast team. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now that I learned about being able to get married there, I might go renew my vows. I think you definitely you should. should. Yeah. yeah it, I it, see it. It's, it's actually really cool. I think people don't know that we actually host weddings and yeah. really huge events at mm-hmm. Graceland. I mean, it. It is mind-blowing to it, see what Savannah and her team pull off. And it's extremely <laughs> cost-effective to get married there, and you get pictures in front of the mansion, which, whether you're a local or international, that's an amazing thing to yeah, do. It really I is. I think yeah. when I spoke with Sheena in the past, people will decide when they visit, oh, we should get married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got married kind of. Quickly. Short, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some plan for a year, some plan for two, and some just like to elope in the same week. So yeah. we're ready to do either. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good service right there. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're talking about the podcast, let me ask what how did that happen? What inspired the series? Well, that was all Miss Sheena, so I'll let her take it away. She's This is her brainchild. Yeah. Well, it's it's a stolen brainchild from someone else. It, it To me... When I think about the the starting of the starring Elvis Presley podcast, I think about Dawson's Creek because <laughs> we were sitting at work one day and someone was saying that their wife, you know, was rewatching Dawson's Creek. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you should listen, have her listen to my friend's podcast because they have an intro cast for Dawson's Creek for several shows. I know they have Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was on that one. <laughs> an Angel one. I have so many, so, several shows. And the idea is to take it episode by episode, cover one episode per episode of the podcast, 
and discuss the episode with people who have watched the show maybe growing up and then people who have never seen it before. And it's a really fun way to talk about the these shows, whether you're, you're a total newbie or not. And I was like, hey, why don't we do that for Elvis movies? I feel like Elvis movies kind of get lost in the Elvis story for better or for worse. And I was like, you know, I think a lot of young Elvis fans are listening to podcasts. So let's bring Graceland and Elvis to the podcast world. We already have a, a very general Graceland podcast, which we're about to reboot. But, you know, we don't have anything that's on a specific topic. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this would be something fun. It, and, and two, it helped me in my Elvis education right. because I'd only seen a handful of movies before I started. Now I'll be able to say I've seen them all. Right. Yeah. So that's that's how it started. Well, just listening to y'all's podcast, one, I haven't seen an Elvis movie, but it does make me realize, oh, I need to. I'm good. <laughs> good. <laughs> whether, you, whether it sounds completely silly or like, oh, this is actually pretty credible. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, either direction, I want to see it. Right. I'm curious. Yes. Right. And well, I, yeah. I was going to say, I think that's one thing, too. I think a lot of people write off Elvis movies as being silly or whatever. That's not true for all of them. And, two, he worked with some really amazing people. Amazing. Being a classic movie nerd, I get really excited when I find out he worked with Michael Curtis, who did Casablanca. And he worked with... Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore. I mean, so mm-hmm. many different actors that I've seen in other movies. And then I'm like, oh... There they are in an Elvis movie. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing to see those connections. I mean, I'm a big Betty Davis fan. There are various Betty Davis connections, but I mean, he remade a Betty Davis movie, Kid right. Galahad. So there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's right. just so cool. I mean, there's so many little things that bring you back to the Elvis world that I think are, are worth exploring. Right. How many, do you know how many movies he made? 31 feature films, 33 if you count his two documentaries, which he made. And those were he the last also two. made documentaries? Two, yes. Elvis on tour and Elvis, that's the way it is, mm-hmm. which we are going to cover those as soon as we wrap up the feature films. And we're almost done. Oh, is this a film crew that just kind of followed the life of Elvis? Yeah, both of them are concert documentaries. And they're really cool. Um, one came out in, what, 72? The other one, 74? Those are Am I two wrong? of my favorite. Yeah, they're really good. I mean, if, if you're an Elvis fan, one of them. You have to see them. Yeah, and, and two, yeah, you'll be crying, but two, what I think is so cool is that for, I was born in 83, Savannah, I can't remember when 90. you were born. 90. So we're fans of someone who passed before we had a chance to see him live. Mm-hmm. Those two concert documentaries, there you go. And they show you who he is. Yeah, yeah. Because you can watch a concert and you can see a movie where he's portraying, you know, another character, but to watch him and to have someone, you know, we don't get that luxury of nowadays. I mean, they even have how many documentaries on Justin Bieber, you know, like, <laughs> and, and we only have a few on, on Elvis Presley. Right. And so it's our way to connect with him, you know, as young fans yeah. and for older fans to yeah. reminisce about how he was and relive who he those was. concerts. Right. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are my two favorites. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty impressive that generations kind of relive the excitement of Elvis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were, we did um, the FedEx Forum. Oh, yeah. Um, What was it? The concert that we had at the 40th Elvis Week last year. And it was uh, the Wonder View. (laughs) Yes, the Wonder View, yeah. Um, 
absolutely phenomenal. And when, when it started, my mother and I were literally in tears because it felt like he was in the room. Because oh, they had Elvis wow. on a big screen. And they were pulling yeah. these performances from the two documentaries from, was 68 in there? I can't remember. I don't remember. I know Aloha was. Aloha yeah. from Hawaii. So you're seeing Elvis on a big screen with a live band. As if he's walking out we to also We also did That's that it. at our holiday concerts this year, too. And... It was complete with the 2001 A Space Odyssey of, you know, you having the him walking in. And then at the end, we had someone announce Elvis has left the building. I mean, I was almost in tears. I was just like, this is yeah. so cool. Like, I feel so like i really been So having things like that yeah. where Graceland or Elvis Presley Enterprises or anything that's, you know, related to our company, having that kind of experience where you can use, you know, digital media and video yeah. production to manipulate it as if he was there. It is an incredible experience for people like Shannon and I who didn't get to see him live. And it literally makes you feel like, my gosh, if a video makes you move yeah. to tears, you understand why the 70, 80, 90 year old fans still love him yeah. and still yeah. travel all this way just to be in his home and in the presence of all of his belongings and and in the city of Memphis too. Exactly. Yeah. And the home that he loved. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't even know what you asked because we just went on a total <laughs> that is tangent. Okay. That is okay. We can tangent. We can talk about Elvis for a very long time. <laughs> We're getting swept up. <laughs> the power of Elvis. Yes. The presence is in this place right now. Exactly. <laughs> Back to the y'all's podcast. Yes. <laughs> talking about that. Yes. Uh, here's another question for you. Out of all these movies you've watched, have you gotten to watch all of them, Savannah? I've watched the majority of them. Okay. Out of all the ones that you have watched, mm-hmm. which do you think was Elvis's most convincing role and why? What do you think? <laughs> I always lean toward, as far as, as just acting ability and it being very dramatic, is King Creole. Yeah, I knew. Um, yeah. He had the best director. That was Michael Curtis. A really good supporting cast. What was his role in King um, He's like this young kid who... It's sort of on the down and out in New Orleans. It was filmed in New Orleans, mm-hmm. so you get to see that. That's for sure. Um, it's it's a really if you love New Orleans, it's worth seeing um, just to see the city. But um, he's sort of this down and out kind of kid, and he gets sort of involved with these. I don't want to say local gangsters, but I mean people who aren't up to no good. And his family is struggling, and it's just a it's really dramatic. And yeah. of course, there's some romance there. Um, Carolyn Jones is his um, leading lady in that when she was um, Morticia Adams in the Munsters. Right. And not the Munsters in the Adams family. Jeez. Getting everything abused. Um, So he's a really good... But yeah, I mean, he's really good in that. But then I think he's really good, too, in some of the more lighthearted roles like Viva Las Vegas. Right. Where... Gosh, all he has to do is just be pretty and sing a song. Exactly. And I mean, and and he, you know, has such good chemistry with Anne Margaret that that happens... Their scenes are very natural to me. So those are two of probably my favorite roles. But, like, we... Singing, obviously, that's that's him, right? But the acting is he good about distinguishing his different characters? Yeah, I, I know. Mean, you, I, I was expecting to hear Western because I know how much y'all likes the Western. Well, there, there, I there have are that. some Westerns. Yeah, I, have I was going to say. I mean, that's the, it, it, it's fascinating to me to see Elvis do some acting, and then all of a sudden he has to sing a song. He's got to break out in a song because man, it just that you, you hate to say that Elvis was a bad actor, but. He really does shine in his performances. Jailhouse Rock is is a great movie, mm-hmm. but then you get to the quote unquote first music video ever, the scene where he performs Jailhouse Rock, and you're like, yes, this is why this man is a star. Yeah, he yeah. looked beautiful for the whole 
hour of the movie or whatever, and then all of a sudden you see this amazing dance sequence, and you're like, wow, right? So it's amazing. The whole he is a good performer from yeah, the whole way yeah. from the whole way through. So if he is in a western, does he sing with an accent? So or, with love you know, me, like with love me so tender, it depends on the movie. Yeah, with okay. love me tender, that's one of my favorite movies, um, and that was his very first movie. And mm-hmm. I I love that movie because you can just see he's so young and he's trying so hard. He learned the lines. <laughs> he didn't just learn his lines. He learned every actor on the set's lines. Yeah, so he, he was serious. He was very sincere. And he overachieved serious. in everything that he did, and yeah. movies included. I mean, whether it was a... We could argue all day about whether the plot was what held him back or not, but whatever role he had, he did full force. You know, we the one thing that we always say on our podcast is, you know, for the most part... He looked like he had fun, and yeah, he looked like yeah. he enjoyed it. Um, and again, like Sheena said, he worked with phenomenal casts. I mean, how could you not enjoy working alongside someone like Mary Tyler Moore or, you know, Shelley Fabray or people like mm-hmm. that? In addition to being a great singer and performer, Sheena and I both agree he was a great actor. It yeah. just sometimes the plot did not provide a great platform to work on. Well, and that's the thing too. I was going to say, you were talking about the movies where he doesn't sing, the movies where he doesn't sing quite as much, didn't perform as well. Right. Because people want to so hear him sing. They want to yeah. hear him sing. So it's, that. it's a very fresh, I think it was very frustrating for Elvis because mm-hmm. he did want more meatier roles where he didn't sing and he doesn't sing in Charo. Yeah. Um, we just watched that one. He doesn't sing in that. You just hear him singing the title song and that's it, but he doesn't, there's no performance in that. Right. Okay. But, I enjoyed it. I mean, I know not to spoil our next episode, but I enjoyed it. It, It's just, it's interesting. I think Elvis could have really done some interesting movies and done some really good acting had he been given better material. I think there was a lot of political things going on in terms of we want to make money and we want, not necessarily Elvis, but, you know, his production company, his managers, et cetera, want to make money. And so let's just have you sing and dance versus give you a serious role that you're going to enjoy. Because like Sheena said, he did get frustrated with the fact that he's sitting at a bar and he felt silly that he would just break out in song. Now, the yeah, fans yeah. loved it. Fans yeah. loved it. That's a hard job. It is. <laughs> yeah. and, well, and after... To make it seem natural. Right. And after over 30 movies... <laughs> it doesn't work. And after me. over 30 movies, I mean, come on. The yeah. same kind of redundant and, thing. And... Remind people, too, I don't think people realize this, but 30 movies in what time span? 56 to 69. Yeah, it was over so, 10 years. And then you've got to count, too. He had two years in Germany during that time from yeah. 58 to 60 where You're packing he did nothing. Lot. It's incredible amount of work. Incredible. Yeah. And he was working on, some some years he was working on multiple movies. One, like three, three movies, movies. Three movies. Year. And these are movies you have to dance to. Dance. You have to scene. dance. Yeah, I mean, choreographed numbers. You it's have all of these fight scenes that are choreographed as well. Um, swooning women. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You have to, you have to, you know, navigate the ladies. Yeah. Um, But I mean, there's a lot to some of them too. And, and it's, um, I think it, it, people want to knock them and all this, but I, I go back to, I love being a fan. Mm-hmm. I think Elvis fans enjoy being a fan of Elvis. Right. And and so you do hear some fans kind of knock the movies. You you hear other fans praise them. Either way, I think these movies brought Elvis more fans. Right. Yeah. And kept the fans he had. It, it may have, was it the most artistic thing he could have done? Are some of them, you know, gems? No, there's some that aren't that great. I mean, yeah, Elvis would have probably told you that, but... 
I've talked to a million fans and, and all of them have their different favorite, you know, movies. And some of them will say, even on some of the worst movies that they'll say, that's my favorite because right. that's the first time I ever saw him. Right. Oh. Well, then that to me is worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. And and so. they have to understand, again, the underground thing that's going on. Is Elvis was locked into contracts. Elvis right. had a manager. Elvis had people around him, you know, as much of an individual powerhouse as he was. He had a boss. He yeah. had, you know, he had right. someone there kind of telling him what to do to a point. And he's young. And he yeah. was young. Yeah. And if Hollywood comes up to you and says, would you like to make millions and be a Hollywood star? You say yes. Because he did want to be a serious actor. Yeah. You yeah. know, but I think like anything he does, he takes it. He makes the best out of it. And he did great work that yeah. I feel like no matter what, he should be proud of. So. Yeah. All right. Well, out of all these movies... Who was your favorite female co-star? That is hard because, you know, when you have people like Nancy Sinatra and Anne-Margaret, it is very hard. I'm now gathering that there are quite a I love (laughs) Shelley Fabray. And Lord help that I'm saying her last name right. She's my favorite. She was in Clam Bake, Spin Out, and my favorite movie, Girl Happy. Um, I think she was absolutely beautiful. She had that 50s look. Like, if you see her in Girl Happy, her hair, like, flips out like a little Barbie doll. (laughs) She just looks so 50s. I love her chemistry with Elvis and her general acting style. I just thought, I just love her to death. Yeah. She's my favorite. What about you? I'm going to have to go with Anne Margaret. <laughs> I, I really, I do love to watch Viva Las Vegas because their chemistry is so cool. And, and too, I love that Anne Margaret, I'm not knocking the other co-stars. They are all amazingly talented, but she stands on her own. She has her own song mm-hmm. in the film. There's not many other co-stars that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are duets, if they even sing at all. Yeah. Um, and wasn't on the um, poster Elvis and and Margaret's name the same size? I think so. So oh. you know, it wasn't just like Anne. Oh, is that the one that was controversial because she was almost as big of a star? As yes. Him? yes, yes, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she was a very big star. I really liked Speedway. Therefore, I liked Nancy Sinatra. And too, when we we tweeted, you know, hey, we're watching Speedway. Tell us your thoughts on the movie, and we're we're thinking we're going to get. You know, our fans telling us, we love this song. We love this scene. Nancy Sinatra actually wrote us back and said she missed Elvis. Yeah. And that was so sweet. So So, sweet. You know, I mean, it's things like that. And then I think um, some of my favorite, I don't want to say, I hate to say they're female co-stars. Some of them are, but they're not like that. I love the two kids. If you see, um, oh my gosh, Girls, Girls, Girls and Blue Hawaii and some of these um, it happened at the World's Fair. There's a set of siblings that are in several Elvis movies. Oh, yeah. And they are adorable. They are adorable. And they're so cute. And they do such a good job. And um, <laughs> so they're not a female co-star, you know, like yeah. lovey-dovey. They're all really young. But it's so cute to see Elvis play with those kids. Yeah. They're just totally charming. Yeah. I and mean, how could you not love any of the female co-stars and slightly be jealous of them? <laughs> yeah, who was the first kiss that y'all, someone from Graceland interviewed? Oh, is that Dolores Hart? She yeah. Yes. Was the, she was the first one to receive a kiss from Elvis on screen, if I remember screen, correctly. Because she said they both turned red. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like they probably. <laughs> so here's the next question. Were fans able to listen to the songs from the movies only by watching the movie? This is for me, obviously, because I wasn't really sure. Right. So were fans able to listen to the songs from the movies only by watching the movie? Or were soundtrack albums released for people to purchase? Like... 
Because that's yes. how we know of it today. Right, but yeah. I didn't know... They did release soundtracks. Okay. Um, I guess vinyls. Yeah, then. exactly, yeah. I mean, a lot of times they would coincide with the movie because... Or they might come out a little bit before the movie. Um, I know in particular with Love Me Tender, because the song was such a major hit that they ended up changing the name of the movie. The name of the movie was The really? Reno Brothers. I believe. Wasn't it the Reno Brothers? I can't remember. Okay. Um, Because he plays Clint Reno, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not dreaming this, right? Okay. There are so many Elvis movies. They all... Sometimes I'm like, wait, which one? But I believe they changed the name of the movie to Love Me Tender because that was such a popular song. Right. And he sings it in the film anyway. There was no soundtrack released for Stay Away Joe. There's not a lot of music in that anyway. Um, Even though there were no songs in Charo... He did record some music for Taro, but I think they released that on other releases. And generally, because so much stuff has been released in the years since, mm-hmm. there may not be a Taro soundtrack for you to purchase, but you'll find those tracks on other releases. So, okay. so one way or another. Are those hard yeah. to come by? No, not generally speaking. You the can find them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can find them one way or another. So. Yeah. Do you all have a particular favorite soundtrack? Ooh, Ooh that's good a good question. question. Like how, many, know, how many songs would you say would be on one? Was it depends on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, some and they would movies, sell regardless. Like if there was only five. Yeah, songs. yeah, it'd be sort of like an EP type thing. Okay. Right. Um, I don't know. Um, and a lot of the singles, you know, that weren't as popular outside of the movie. A lot of the fans love to get married to. I mean, like yeah. Pocket Full of Rainbows isn't oh, super, yeah. super popular in terms of like just general Elvis fans. But like, you know, that's kind of the un- underground songs that that the Elvis fans like that um, are from movies. And- I was about to say, I know like Harem Scarum is a movie that almost no one loves, but from that movie is a song called um, So Close Yet So Far that's Away it's from Paradise. Yeah. And, and people it's love beautiful. And so, yeah, it's funny. It's like a ballad. It's a beautiful ballad. And beautiful ballad. From probably not one of the best Elvis movies, but just that one scene will sell you on it. And trust if, me. And when we do podcasts, you know, Sheena will post on Facebook, like, what was your favorite part? A lot of them, it is the songs yeah, that they love. They love like, the I love that scene. Like, Boston yeah. Nova Baby or right. something. Yeah. So, I don't know if I have a favorite, just one soundtrack. Because I, like I like so many songs from so many different movies. Right. And, and, I, and, and I kind of, like more of singles from certain movies not necessarily yeah. soundtracks because to be completely honest you know not every single song that Elvis was presented with of course he executed it well but not every single song was like oh that's great you know like great right. song but you know so not necessarily a soundtrack but definitely singles you would just have that moment where you took away and, and impacted you and I will say this too there was there are several songs that I didn't realize were from movies right me too um, same here me Return too. to Cinder yep. Can't Help Falling in Love Bossa Nova Baby that you're like oh didn't know that actually came from It'll start. Movie. he'll start singing it <laughs> yeah. in a movie and, and you're like, like oh wait a minute gosh. this is the first time anyone heard this song like yeah. I grew up on it so I didn't know it came from a movie that's true yeah so many of those songs yes would you say the Elvis Karate Chop <laughs> was a signature move. Now, this is something that I've noticed was a little bit recurring. And it made me laugh because I, I can't visualize what the Karate Chop is, but I can imagine it's pretty common. Well, well in Harem Scarum, cool, he Karate Chops a Jaguar. You yeah. we're, like, we're watching it together and we're like, did he just Karate Chop that Jaguar? Yeah. But Elvis, Elvis was 
<laughs> he was in karate in his yeah. personal life. He was a seventh degree so that was his black own belt. Thing. Yeah, he really knew. It was his own thing. Yeah, he All actually right. was excellent at, excellent at karate. He he practiced it so much, actually. There was some movie, I can't remember which one, where outside of the set, he was practicing. I want to say it was Girls, Girls, Girls. He was practicing. He was chopping up to 40 boards a night. Yeah. And finally, Hal Wallace. Yeah. And Hal Wallace finally was like, can you please belt. not do this because you're going to break your hand. Yeah. And that will slow down production. Yeah. I mean, he was serious about it. He enjoyed it. So I think it probably just so came yeah, natural it, it to him. Natural. It was really natural. And that's one thing I've loved watching about. <laughs> it's funny, though. Because I'm such a choreography nerd. I love choreographed fights, too. Yeah. And I love how even in the fight scenes, he's not just punching a guy. He is he karate chopping. But he will also karate chop. <laughs> but nothing takes and the I place of it. karate chopping and a jaguar. And that was the cool thing about Elvis. Was Elvis, Elvis was not the kind of star that was like, oh, excuse me, I'm too good to do this scene. Elvis was like, please, can I do my own fight scenes? Right. Yeah, so there was no stunt double. And if, no, and if not, you know. I mean, sometimes, but not always. And if, if, you know about, if you know about Elvis movies, you know there's primarily two things. Women and fights. So he fought. <laughs> <laughs> they had lots of fights. Like, um, Sheena and I would always laugh. Like, okay, how many times did he kiss a girl and how many times did he get in a fight? Um, you can make a great drinking game out of that. So. Was the fight with the uh, Jaguar to save a, a girl? I think I so. think it was. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? At that point, we were so shocked. Um, but, yeah, so that was actually Sim from his personal life. He was in karate. He was a fantastic in all sports, really, but he developed a love for karate, a yeah. deep, deep love for karate. Yeah. Um, you can actually buy, did you see that in the gift shop um, in Haberdashery? There's actually... Um, the karate gi? The, yeah, the it, gi. It's just that's like That's got his. TCB that's just yeah. like his. It's so cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big part of his life, and it just kind of, I guess it was like muscle memory to him. They were like, punch that guy. And he was like, I will karate chop you. <laughs> so, but it is comical. And if you're an Ellis fan, it's kind of cool to see that the I, world's I think blend. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really Black cool. Belt. And I mean, yeah, yep. yeah. We actually talked about that in um, one of our most recent Gates of Graceland. We have this web series where we take you behind the scenes and we show you like things in the archives. And we did show the karate outfits that he wore. So it's a really cool thing. I mean, I know people like to make the joke of Elvis movies are fighting and kissing a girl singing a song, but, and some of them do have those elements. Right. A lot of them do. (laughs) But I mean, there's something charming about all of them. And he doesn't, he doesn't karate chop a jaguar in all of them. Just to scare them. (laughs) And we support him. Yes. Uh Sorry, jaguar. I would go back to see a sequel of Jaguar. Karate chop. Yeah. <laughs> Just on a repeat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You mentioned in your episode Tickle Me, not knowing why that was the name of the movie. Which, if any, movie titles would you say actually had a good meaning behind it? See, and I, I thought it was interesting that you brought up that one, that the title changed. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the movie titles changed so often. They still do. Right. I mean, you know, with, with today's movies, they'll have a working title and then it'll change to several different things. But... Um, it's funny to see how some of the Elvis ones evolved because there are some of them that if it's based on a book, it may have the book title for a while and then they'll change it to something else. Um, like I know King Creole was, I think the, it's based on a book called the story of Danny Fisher something about Danny Fisher, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's called King Creole because there's a song called King Creole. So most of it you do think was a based lot of on them, the song? A lot of them are based on the song. There's, yeah, okay. there's almost always a Girls, Girls, Girls song in, yeah. in Girls, Girls, Girls or something like that. So 
There are several that actually do fit. Now, Tickle Me, I don't think there is a song called Tickle Me. Or you have something similar to Jailhouse Rock, which not only is that an Elvis song, mm-hmm. but he plays a guy who goes to jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So And performs a song yeah, called Jailhouse Rock. So Blue it works Hawaii, out he goes to Hawaii, you know? So yeah, it, they coincide together quite yeah, often. and Double Trouble, mm-hmm. you know, two girls, you right. know, that type of thing. So the most uh, part, they did make sense. There were only a few that we were like, what? But even then, I mean, like, I think that was sort of the genius marketing of Colonel Parker as, you know, with a movie like Tickle Me, he mass produced these feathers that were, you know, memorabilia that you could buy, you know, as a souvenir, but also, too, to promote the movie. Right. Tickle Me. It's a feather. Ha, ha, ha. Was there know? a lot of, was it the production of it, maybe? Like, visually, did it have a lot of feathers? I don't think it I did. Think I can't so. remember. That's I interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that was just a random one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, the, the other ones did have was meaning. Was it a comedy? Primarily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was Almost it was all silly. of It was silly. So maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there, there are a few that Shane and I kind of scratch our heads out. But for the most part, it had to do with one of his hits or, you know, uh, the concept or the plot of the movie for the yeah, most part. Yeah, wasn't um, Live a Little, Love a Little? It was almost called Kiss My Firm But Pliant Lips yes. or something. Yes. Something random. And I'm like, thank God they went with Live a Little, Love a Little. <laughs> I know. It, that rolls off the tongue better. It sounds like an Elvis movie, you know? It, right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be that Elvis's movies didn't get critically acclaimed, as we kind of talked about already. But they were well-loved by the fans, it seems to be, right? So... Why do you think that is? And and, my, and I'm curious why critics didn't give Elvis the benefit of, doubt, of the doubt. Or, you know, well, like, I think... Were they short, maybe, of movies? Or? Well, they were about 90 minutes, usually. Oh, okay. They weren't primarily yeah. long. But I'll say one thing about the fans is that, and I'm sure Sheen will agree... I truly believe, up until this day, even with Elvis past, you know, over 40 years ago... I believe and I have seen that Elvis fans are some of the most loyal fans that there are, yeah. that there are. They are loyal. And even if they don't like a movie or they don't like a particular song or they didn't like a particular decade, you know, they are loyal to and the end. they're going to still love them in that movie probably. They, and, and they're connected to, El- to Elvis in such a personal personal yes. way yeah. and that's why you know everything that we do at Graceland and at Elvis Presley Enterprises they take to heart mm-hmm. you know yeah. um, and they want to be involved in they want to know about and they want to support even to this day you know they are extremely extremely loyal so that's why I think that you know the movies are even slightly popular is because they stick by their man you know they yeah. they love him they care about him and when they talk about him, it's often like when Sheena and I talk about him, it's not like he's this unreachable superstar. It's like he's the guy sitting next to you. And that was the appeal to Elvis is that he could be the megastar, but also the good old boy from Tupelo. Mm-hmm. And so I just think they connect with him and, and they stay with him for life, you know? Yeah. So Well, and, and my thing, too, it's interesting, too, in doing social media for Graceland and hearing from the fans on a daily basis from all over the world— I do see a spectrum of thoughts and there are a lot of fans who say, why are you shedding light on these movies? We need to let them fade into the background. This, this is not a high point in his career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I don't know if you guys have seen the searcher, the documentary Mm -hmm. that just came out. I I mean, they're, they're, they're a little, um, they're a little harsh on the movies, which I get. If you're looking at Elvis's career from a pop culture standpoint and you're looking at his artistry, I get why you're not going to say, wow, 
clam bake was the height of Elvis's career because it wasn't. Yeah. You're, you're going to look a couple of years later to the 68 special, for example, if you're looking for some artistic integrity, sure. Yeah. However, I see it from a fan standpoint of you got to think about the times that it was. You know, they didn't have cell phones back then where you could just, you know, two or three clicks and you're seeing an Elvis video. Yeah. You couldn't see him on TV because he was past his Ed Sullivan days. If you wanted to see this man, not just hold your 45 record sleeve, but actually go see him, you had to go to the theater to do it. And fans, it's like you hear all the time, they went to see movies 11 times. Right. Yeah. And these because, movies still made money. And they millions. Made movies, they did. And they made That's millions. Because it, it says something. And so I think these young fans, who most of them were youngish, I'm not saying they were all teeny poppers, you know, yeah. I'm sure there were fans in their 20s or 30s. But they have got to have, I'm jealous of them because they did get to go see the premiere of the new Elvis flick at whatever theater yeah. in their hometown and scream when they saw him on stage. How fun could that yeah. have been? I love being a fan. I love liking yeah. things and I like it when other fans get excited about something. Right. And you and take so, it personally. And you yeah. really take it personally because, man, that's a great memory of going to see Jailhouse Rock with your girlfriends. You right. know, sneaking out from the house or something on a Friday night in 1957 right. and seeing a movie or whatever. I mean, I just... That would be really exciting. Yeah. And when, you, and when you love someone who is a musician or artist or a superstar, you want as much as you can get of them. Sure. So that sure. was a way yeah. of getting him even more. Like, okay, we've got his songs. Okay, well, now he's in Germany. Okay, well, now he's back. And now we got movies and we've got, you know, <laughs> yeah. so you want... And that's what her and I always say when we kind of discuss movies and and maybe we both agree it wasn't our favor. We're both like, at the end of the day, we loved it because it was Elvis, you know? Yeah. And that is the the key foundation and the consistent thing about all the movies is that Elvis was good in them, you know? And that's why the, the fans like it because Elvis is in it. I think you've just got to know what your expectation is, yeah. in my opinion. I think if you want to go and watch an Elvis movie for some artistic reason or, or to see an important pop culture moment, you're going to look at Jailhouse Rock or Viva Las Vegas. Right. But if you want to just watch an Elvis movie, just to kick back and have some laughs and watch something that's lighthearted, you're going to watch, yeah, a clam bake or a girl happy or whatever, because it's just lighthearted and pretty. And in Elvis's you know? defense, we've said this often as well. Number one, how many actors today are producing the amount of movies that he does? He did in that ten years over ten year span, right. that many times a year. Yeah. And how many people have either not won awards, ha- have got slammed by the critics? You know. Yeah. And we're talking yeah. about people that. Are, were trained, Juilliard trained, yeah. you know, people yeah. who've been around since they were teenagers, you know, people like Drew Barrymore, love her, um, you know, or Meryl Streep or people like that. You know, you have highs and lows for all actors. And Elvis Presley was a boy from Tupelo who got thrown into Hollywood. Yeah. And I think he did the best, the best that he could with he what did. he got. He did. So, and, yeah. and yeah. So these basically kind of became all cult classics, which they are for yeah. some people. That's bigger than yeah. <laughs> a blockbuster. Exactly, right? Super silly in the end. Exactly. And then you even mentioned like now you could go to, a, and I've seen it myself when I go like to the Memphis Symphony Orchestra and they and they put their Elvis tribute on. Love yeah. it. And people stand up and give a standing oh, ovation do. to a screen. Yes, exactly. And it's because it's like this. It's so it powerful. Feels, yeah, you yeah. feel like he's there. It's, it's just a, yeah, I love it. I get that way when I hear his gospel music. Yes, oh, yes. exactly. And and I think 
that's the cool thing too is you mentioned Bieber earlier, Beyonce. There's so many stars that are huge today, and when you see them perform, you think, wow, that's that is Beyonce. Like the Coachella performance, you're like, wow, that was so Beyonce. You go back and you watch these movies and you're like, these are so Elvis, especially when he's performing. And you can only get some of you can only see some of that through these movies. Right. You know? And Elvis had such a short life and such a short career that it's almost like you hold that even more close that regardless of whether those movies were, you know, box office hits, that was a part of his very short life. And Mm -hmm. so as an Elvis fan, you value that you're like, I don't care if Harem Scarum wasn't that great. He was alive then, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, you cherish that you almost like, you almost put them in little boxes. Okay. This is a movie, movie times. This is the fifties times, the sixties time, the seventies times. And you value that and you hold close to that Mm -hmm. no matter what happened during those times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so interesting. Yeah. Can you tell that we're fans? Yeah. I'm like getting hot. (laughs) This is so great. I think that's one of the things personally that I wasn't an Elvis fan. I didn't really know much about Elvis until I moved to Memphis. And I love doing touristy things. That's how I came to Graceland. And Graceland changed my entire perspective. I give huge We hear that all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, And I think the biggest part of it is one yes Graceland did it because of you see how much he accomplished right and like you said it's such period. a short it's time crazy what it he is did. but on top of that when you see his fans I think right. that's oh, yeah. that's what really reeled yeah. it in for me is right. seeing like there is some serious devotion here right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. people come from across the waters to yeah Kelsey they and, do and devotion yeah. that is passed down to generations yes. you know yeah that's what I think is really cool is when again on social media you'll see people be like oh man I love such and such movie and they'll say I know it's not a good one but I used to watch it with my dad and now he's passed and so this is our, my connection to him yeah. or whatever I mean we hear that kind of stuff all the time and right I mean I know the critics can sit there and slam any movie mm-hmm. but when you have that personal connection to it Right. I mean, even a terrible movie that was released two weeks ago, whatever that is, you know, if you have a personal connection to it, you're just going to love it. And I feel like Elvis fans love a lot of these movies for a million different reasons. And I think in terms of what you said earlier about why did the critics kind of react the way they did. And I think, you know, it was Elvis and it was, he's on a very high pedestal. There were really wonderful movies coming out in in that time. Mm -hmm. And I think he did get some good praise you know from critics yeah, and yeah. and again regardless of what the critics had to say it still made millions yeah. so <laughs> and he got a grammys too i think on some of them he, he, he got music. grammy for oh, his gospel yeah his gospel mm-hmm. music but you know i don't think any of them raked him over the coals too bad or anything like that but again it was an elvis movie and it was elvis presley and so they had really high standards and i think the beginning of his movie career was probably well acclaimed then, yeah, you know, towards the end. After 31 movies, not everyone is going to be a top hit. So yeah. I think Love Me Tender, he got, the critics were pretty nice to him during that, weren't they? They were, yeah, for those first, those pre-Army movies. They right. were pretty good to him for those. So, so but critics, they're critical. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what they that's do. Job, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so This was a, a question I had about your podcast, the very intro, which I, I really enjoy, the little intro yeah, yeah. that comes in before you guys start. The last sound clip is an announcer saying, now he crowns his meteoric... <laughs> I don't know if I can try this. <laughs> now he crowns his meteoric... Am I saying that right? Meteoric... Um, I didn't write it. I was going to say meteoric rise, meteoric rise to rise. fame. To fame with a fiery, fiery burst of dramatic, dramatic power. power. Yeah. Yes, that's it. <laughs> um, Do you know what? Maybe that's... 
I do. The funny thing is, is I had the idea because I'd seen so many Elvis movie trailers and they all said starring Elvis Presley. And I meant for us to have a bunch of starring Elvis Presley, starring Elvis Presley, starring Elvis Presley. And then we start, but our, um, amazing AV guy at Graceland, Bevan, um, most, a lot of people in town know Bevan. He's awesome. Um, does such a good job for us. He created this for us and he had that in there. And I'm like, oh my God, that's genius. And it's from King Creole. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like nice. the first thing you see. I mean, it's the first thing you hear as far as like an, an over the narrative because it's like a couple of scenes of stuff. And then all of a sudden this guy comes in. Now he crowns his meteoric rise. And I'm like, that just sounds so cool. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> is, this some, is this someone that would be like an MC before the live theater? He would come out and talk about the movie before it started. No, it's on the trailer. Yeah, it's in the trailer. It's for the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So you can Google most all of the trailers are on YouTube. Yeah. We didn't put them up. This would be fun to watch, too. We like to watch the trailers. I love to watch the trailers (laughs) because it's sort of like, what am I getting into? But also, like... And to see how they advertise back in the 50s and 60s, you know, it is pretty funny as well. Because I did watch... We're about to um, watch The Trouble with Girls Mm -hmm. is our next movie after Charo. And I was actually watching The Trouble with Girls trailer today. Really? Yeah, it made me a little dizzy. There was some crazy camera work in it. But oh, gosh. That's okay. <laughs> so now that we're winding down here, what ideas do you have brewing for another series, if there is one, or any uh, what's in the future of anything of the podcast of Graceland anything well like I said we did have an Elvis or a Graceland podcast anyway Mm -hmm. um, that was more news based and we're going to reboot that very very soon Um, we sort of let that slide as starring Elvis Presley sort of took up so much time but that will be Hopefully debuting soon, I hope. And what um, can people find on, on the It's Graceland the same podcast? place. Yeah, we're going to have everything in that same feed. So that way, whether you want to listen to the news or starring Elvis Presley, you'll find them all there. Um, and you can pick and choose what you want to listen to. We have discussed a zillion different ideas. Literally, we counted it a zillion um, <laughs> for something else. I mean, we've discussed Elvis books. We've discussed jumpsuits, yeah. albums. I would I really mean, love to do books because they, and of course, if I continue to piggyback on <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> that I'm not in that department, but I've just kind of <laughs> hopped on. Um, I'm holding on for dear life. Um, so yeah, I, I told Sheena I would love to do like a monthly book club kind of because yeah. there are a lot of books out there. Now, of course, there are a lot of books that we would not be reviewing. Um, this would obviously be any books that were you could find in a Graceland gift shop that we yeah. obviously would that be way it's in easy support access of. too so fans can go to our gift shop and pick it up right and, read along with and we us. would only use people that obviously had Elvis's best interest at heart so there's okay. there's books about uh, by Priscilla Presley uh, Jerry Schilling and George Klein Elvis's friends okay. you know members of the Memphis Mafia things like that and of course there's biographies about Peter Guralnik's books are excellent phenomenal I Ernst Jorgensen yeah, and Ernst yes. Jorgensen, if you want some very well-researched re- um, books about Elvis's music, you right. cannot go wrong with Ernst. Right. It's amazing. So I would love like a there. monthly... We can't do weekly, definitely. I mean, it's hard not just to watch a movie sometimes. But yeah, a monthly book club. And, you know, Sheena, like she said, something about jumpsuits and everything. So We have a lot of ideas. Lots of ideas. Yeah, so we'll figure it out. There's so much to talk about. We're still doing the movies, though. We've got to record Charo soon. And then we'll have Trouble with Girls and Change of Habit. And then I think to round out the series, we're also going to do the two documentaries. Um, We're going to do the two TV specials, 68 and Aloha. Um, I'd like to do The Searcher because that is an Elvis documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, 
We'll see. We, we we have a couple of more things that we don't, you know, we don't want to just leave Elvis fans hanging. Yeah. So. And the good thing is you'll never run out of things to talk about when it comes to Elvis. That's true. There, yeah. You never will. It's been over 40 years and we still haven't. So. Yeah. And I like that you brought up um, the book club because I did want to mention, like you said, with people can go to the bookstore, pick up the book, read it, and know mm-hmm. to, to listen to the podcast to hear what, right. what the review is. Right. I feel like that's also the case with these movies. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I was listening to these uh, of your episodes and thinking, oh, this would be fun if I knew what was coming up, if I'd followed along. Yeah. Right. And I got to watch the movie first and then. Oh, yeah. And then, and yeah. then whenever I hear y'all talking, I have a visual of it. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. fun either way, but I, I yeah. do think that's kind of cool about the, this podcast is that yeah. people can follow mm-hmm. along. It's almost like a group activity. It's a way for yeah. us to connect, you know, yeah. for Graceland to connect with, with the Elvis fans. Well, I, I just feel like, I mean, I. I know people say all the time, you know, no star is anyone without their fans, and that's so true. But with Elvis fans, and, and we've said this plenty of times about Elvis Week, is that it feels like a family reunion. Right. So many, you know, we've learned a lot of these Elvis fans. We see them year after year for our events. And so it's just a fun way to connect. It's another way to connect, something else to geek out with them about. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my God, didn't you love that? Because I did that, actually, at birthday. Um, there were some fans from New Orleans, and we geeked out about um so close yet so far away so it was like oh my god we love that song yeah (laughs) so it's just a really fun thing to connect with fans and to just maybe i'm hoping bring elvis's movies to a new generation Mm -hmm. too if they're tuning into a podcast maybe they'll also be like hey let me go see what these movies are about because it is our job to stay with the times and and be you know a little bit tech savvy to a point you know and, and kind of keep up with the times i mean it is our job that's that's what elvis did he was ahead of his time and i think that's in order sure. to appeal to the younger fans you've got to do that and that is our job is to keep his legacy going and you know the podcast is just another way to do that as much as he loved to read he also loved technology and i'd like to think the man who had the first car phone would also enjoy podcasts. Right. <laughs> right. And he actually listened to speeches a lot. He listened oh, he and memorized speeches, speeches like Dr. Yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King. He would memorize the I Have a Dream memorize speech. Yeah. So, you know, he was ahead of his time, and it's our job to do the same. So this is just another way to, to do that. Yeah. That's I love it. Yeah. Well, now, another thing I noticed from y'all's podcast is that you sometimes end with trivia. Oh, and. Gee. But I gotta go. <laughs> and you normally give the trivia facts, which is cool. But this time I'm gonna ask y'all. I am gonna to be see, horrible at this. To see if y'all can answer okay. these questions. I hope so. And even any guess you give is a good guess. Okay. Gosh. All right. First, which was Elvis's highest grossing film? Oh, goodness. There was a lot of them. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> there were a lot. Let me think. Let me think. Are you talking about all time or at upon release? All time because this does talk about a uh, adjusted for inflation. Okay, isn't it Viva? I'm going to say Viva. I think that was up there. Viva for one hundred dollars, please. <laughs> um, That's not but it. But I, I can clearly remember some kind of trivia that says everyone thinks the highest gross in the Elvis movie is Wait, blank, Jail but it's Rock. actually blank. It's not Blue Hawaii. I thought Blue Hawaii too. It's not Love Me Tender. It is Love Me Tender. Good job, Young Elvis. That is my second favorite. That and Girl Happy. Good job, Elvis. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Love Me Tender. Well received was, I guess, the best one. Okay. Okay. All right. That was his first one? That Mm -hmm. was his first one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I said uh, box office was $9.24 million in 1956. 
133.2 million adjusted for inflation. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Like I see what over you're time. Saying. Yeah. How it got more popular. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it is. I think initial box office, it was it wasn't. Right. So right. That's probably why that was tricky. I'm sorry. No, no that's I'm okay. Not, I'm not trying to trick you. No, that's okay. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> yeah. We see the game you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> number two. Can you guess which movie got the highest star rating on IMDb? Oh, I love looking at the ratings of this website. (laughs) I know it was not any of the movies towards the end because I go on there sometimes and sadly there's like two or three stars. One that you mentioned. Viva right? Elvis. I mean, Viva Elvis. <laughs> Viva, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> That's the Cirque du Soleil show. It Viva is. Las Vegas. Yeah, this is one that you mentioned. Blue Hawaii. Uh-uh. Dang. Jailhouse? No. I guess we mentioned a lot of movies. Sorry. That was we bad. did, that yeah. Was <laughs> and if it's not Viva. I thought it was, one, I thought it was your favorite. Oh, King Creole. King Creole. Oh, okay. Yeah, it would. No, it's not my favorite. Um, Viva's probably my favorite. Oh, and that's the, right. Sorry. And one that I love that we have not Convincing mentioned. Role, that's what it was. Most Convincing people. Role, yeah. One that I love that we haven't mentioned, actually, because it's pretty, location-wise, and Elvis <laughs> looks good, is Follow That Dream. Oh, yeah. Like, no one, when you mention Elvis movies, no one's like, it was like, Follow That Dream. But I love Follow That Dream. Mm-hmm. Pretty, love that movie. It's really pretty. He filmed it in Florida. Yeah. So it's just really pretty. some Florida. Oh, yeah. It's That's really where I'm pretty. from. Yeah. <laughs> my, answer, my answer to everything is now going to be Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think you can answer that on this one. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> Which of these actors has not played Elvis? All right. I, I'm giving Ooh. you a list, list of actors. Unfortunately, I meant to go back and, and give a, the movie that they acted in. So That's okay. I can't verify <laughs> I'm just trusting that the site was right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kurt Russell. He did, and he starred in an Elvis movie. Good job. He's in, he's in um, It Happened at the World's Fair. He is the shin kicker. He kicks Elvis's shin. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes. Look at you. Yeah. Right. At least I know that. Thanks, yeah. Sheena. <laughs> this one I'm not so... Well, I'll keep going. Okay. Steve Martin, Val Kilmer, Sylvester Stallone. You said who did not play Elvis? Yeah, which of these actors has not played Elvis? I don't I remember Sylvester Stallone doing him. It. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we knew it yeah. the whole time. We knew it the whole time. <laughs> it was Frank Stallone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Frank. Stallone. I'm trying to picture His Sylvester's brother. face, I and I was like, like, I don't think you did Elvis. Amazing. <laughs> I follow Sylvester Stallone on Twitter. I would have seen had he posted something else related. <laughs> not on Twitter, Instagram. Sorry. Instagram. Awesome. <laughs> All right. This is something that I remembered from near episodes. Oh, goodness. Writers Edward Burns and Elwood Ullman were known as writers for the Three Stooges. And also, which Elvis movie? Was it Diggle Me? Yes, right? Because it was silly. And we were like, now we understand why. <laughs> or. It was, we, I remember the conversation. We were like, oh, now or, we get why that person, the Three Stooges. I hate to name that movie by what I'm thinking. He sings, I've got a dirty, dirty feeling. In it. I got a dirty. Or What's help. the name? There's 31 of them, guys. Okay, give us a break. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I know we had the conversation about, man, that makes sense that the Three Stooges writer wrote this. I think yeah. it's Tickle Me. It is Tickle Me. Okay. Oh, is it? This okay. whole time we were like, and I'm you're sorry. like, yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking there was some words. I was like, what is it? What is that movie? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember us having that conversation. We were like, this is an odd script. And then we are like, oh, yeah, it kind of makes sense with the Three Stooges I thing. I could have swore, though, the one, that one that we're talking about. I'm going to kick it's myself. It's always easy to second guess yourself. I know. That's why I loved it. You all were like, certain it was tickling. And then I was like, no way. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's yeah. not. 
Maybe that's too obvious. <laughs> I have way too much like classic movie trivia in my head I anyway, uh-huh. so I get it confused with We would be stuff. really bad at Jeopardy. But. Yes, we would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what movie was a stunt double used for Elvis because he was barred from entering the territory that they filmed in? Fun oh. in Acapulco. Yeah. Oh, good job. Yes. And it was called Fun in Acapulco. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's someone, uh, there's a whole big cliff diving scene, and it's Amazing. not Elvis. Can you tell that it's not him? Yes and no. They, okay. It did pretty good, but yeah, you can sort of tell. How much of the movie was filmed there? Um, not much. They did a lot of Elvis' scenes in like California, I think, and then they just picked up some sort of, I don't want to say B-roll, but mm-hmm. it's sort of type B-roll type stuff there. Um, but... I just remember laughing because, yeah, there's a whole cliff diving scene, and I think Elvis's hair stays dry the entire time. I'm not sure, but I think so. He looks really good, though. Either way, he looks great. So it's like... It's true. No matter what happens, Elvis will look good in a movie. There you go. And last, you are doing really well. What Elvis song was the first record to reach number one on the billboard country and western rhythm and blues and pop charts all in one week was it that's all right mama no what, oh from his movies no actually the sorry this is just a song okay Maybe say it one more time what Elvis song was the first record to reach number one on the billboard country and country, western, western rhythm and blues rhythm and blues and pop charts all in one week sorry i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna say i forgot to remember to forget but I don't think it's that. I think it's heartbreak. Is it heartbreak? It is. How did you know Good that? Good job. And I was thinking lonesome tonight, but no. No. How, how does heartbreak go? Do you well, mind singing it? my baby left me? Yes. Or talking about heartbreak hotel. Baby. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? That makes because, sense. But I think I forgot to remember to forget was his first number one in general. Really? On any chart. I believe so. And everyone wants to say that's all right or heartbreak, but actually it was that one, I think. On any chart, I think. I may be wrong on that. You the can. Elvis knowledge. Oh, Very it, good. I'm really yeah. impressed. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> that was good. Um, and one last thing, too, that I thought about is y'all's episode is good about um, breaking myths, like the dog that was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which episode, or which movie was uh, it? Live a Little, Brutus? Love a Little. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone thinks the dog in Live a Little, Love a Little was Elvis and Priscilla's dog, but it was not. It was a... Like a trained actor dog. It was not just Elvis's dog. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So yep. if you want to hear some myths broken about Elvis, <laughs> go on Miss Starring Elvis yes. episode. If you do love Elvis's movie career, um, we do have, it's the world's largest Elvis museum at Graceland. It's called Elvis the Entertainer Museum. And so you'll see things from all over his career, starting with Sun, going to 68 and Aloha and all that. And you can see a ton of jumpsuits, but there's also an entire section dedicated to the movies. You can see all the movie posters. Um, we have Is scripts. That in one of the newer exhibits? Mm-hmm. In our brand okay, new plaza. I like, I yeah. seen this one. Yeah, yeah. you got to come see it. It's amazing. Okay. It is. Um, and is it a rotating one or it's, it's no, permanent? No, it's permanent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know that we will probably, you know, we'll add and change things as it goes. Update. Um yeah. I'm sure we'll probably add a couple of things for the 68 special because, of course, that's the 50th anniversary of that this year. Right. But oh, wow. um, but I know if you go to the, the movie section, you can see all the posters. We have scripts. We have um, costumes, too, that you can walk all the way around, just like the jumpsuits. You don't, you're not just seeing them in oh, front. Fun. And then I know that during Elvis Week, we always have a panel dedicated to Elvis's co-stars. Right. It's Conversations on Elvis. With Elvis's co-stars. So if you want to hear some stories, one of my favorites, and I think we may include it in the um, Trouble with Girls 
episode coming up. Marlon Mason, one of Elvis's co-stars, last year she shared her famous Elvis zipper story. If you want to hear that, <laughs> you need to tune in to the Trouble with Girls episode, which we'll be putting out soon. So yes. it's it's that the famous yes, the famous <laughs> zipper story. She's I've heard her tell it a couple of times, and it's always so funny. And she's she's very charming. I love listening to her telling her Elvis story. So. Well, Sheena, Savannah, thank you so much thank for coming. You. Thank you. You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. We like, like your type. type. You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. It would mean so much to us if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Want to be part of Memphis Type History and get behind the scenes content, merch, and more? Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Memphis Type History. That's Patreon, spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Memphis Type History. Find more Memphis Type History on our blog at memphistypehistory.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Memphis Type History, and on Twitter at Memphis Type. 